chapter. Uh, we've been going through this now for a week or a month, should I say. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on down here. I don't know what's on up there. I need a little volume. So I won't have to talk so loud. Praise God. All right. Amen. I'm a, before I start tonight, you know, with the, and I'm close to the end of it, we're going to finish up the chapter six and get into verse chapter seven a little bit tonight, possibly. And uh, I, I just want to kind of just get our minds into, uh, to go through the sixth chapter and just kind of look, see, see all that, that I've been endeavoring to share, amen, for the last month or so in that. And uh, notice in chapter six, the first three verses of chapter six is uh, the doctrine book, the verses, amen. Leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ that has gone to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Uh, the doctrines of baptism, the laying of the hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgments, and this will we do, he said, if God permits. In other words, he would, I say Paul was talking to the Hebrew church and he, he said, you got a good foundation, you know. The doctrines are right. And then he started with verse number four through verse number nine or number eight and talking to them about the impossibilities of God doing his work if we would refuse to be obedient and follow the first three chap three verses. What I'm saying is the first three verses, the laying out of the foundation of salvation, amen. Same, same as Acts 2.38, amen. Baptisms, so forth. The, this, this was a one God, Jesus name, spirit-filled church. And then he warned them in verse four, five, and six, and seven, and eight. Somewhat, he meant about uh, not or turning back or backslidings and not going on to perfection, not going on, amen, from there. When we get into the church, it is not, amen, get saved and sit down. It is moving on, amen, to the things that, that a, a Christian's supposed to be doing. Praise God. And so the dangers of going back is verse four, five, six, seven, and eight. Amen. And of course, in the eighth verse, amen, he, uh, he basically uh, was talking to them about, he said, but that which is, bears thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. In other words, we're supposed to be fruitful, fruitful vines and, and fruitful trees, amen, but uh, it, we, gotta, we gotta bring forth some fruit, praise God, and of course that, that's basically saying more than just the fourth, fifth verses, amen, it's talking about, amen, those that kind of slack up, get saved and sit down, as I just said a while ago, amen, but we're, we're, to, we're to proceed on, amen, hello, we're to go forward, believing that God has greater things for all of us. Amen. And then from 9 through 20, which we will be picking up that t tonight, in verse number 1 also, verse number 1, it says, uh, leaving the principles, amen, we've already, we, he told us in verse 2 and 3 what they were, but let us go on to a more perfecto or, or a more profitable, a more fruit-bearing life, amen. And then he starts in verse number 9, through verse number 20 to talk to us about that. And I, I, I will just read a little bit here and just maybe voice a few point opinions as I go along. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that have accomplished salvation through though we thus speak. In other words, uh, Paul was writing, he said, I'm expecting better things than what I've just been talking about. I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting the saints of God to go on to a perfection, going on to a greater spirit-filled life and a, and a work for this, amen. We're not wanting to be briars and 
and thorns and, and so forth. For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love, which he have showed toward him. Amen. And uh, that you may, may minister to the saints and do minister. Amen. God's, God's got his eyes on you. He is, he is very concerned or he's very interested in us doing something for God besides just feeling like that we're saved and ready to go to heaven. Am, am I making sense on that? God wants more out of us than just uh, him putting his spirit in us. His spirit is to help us to do things. Amen. Verse number 11. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. And now you're just talking to the saints to try to encourage them. And this is what I was just going to read all that. Because I, I, I want to also, and I know Brother Harrelson is, we want to encourage each person, amen, to have the diligence Amen, to fulfill what God called us to do and asked us to do. Every one of you have a purpose when God called you. Chosen vessels, many times he said to the people. Amen, but when he convicts them, he, there, is, there is something he wants, amen, us to do. Praise God. Amen. Verse number 12, but ye be not slowful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, here he is actually talking to the Hebrew people. Now, you've got a great catalog, I could say, or a, a great group, amen, that's already gone on before you. Hello? Amen. Don't be slowful, but follow them, amen, who through faith they obtained their promises. Amen. amen. And I know Brother Harrelson has made mention of it uh, this past week about a lot of the ladies that's going on to be the Lord, amen, from this church. We've got a, we got a church in heaven already. Amen. That uh, they, they fought the fight, they finished the course, and they have kept the faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and, and here in, in, the, in, the, in the book of Hebrews, you can flip over to the 11th chapter. And that's who he's talking about. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Moses. Amen. And by faith, Enoch. And by faith, uh, uh, others, Sarah. By faith, amen, Noah. And go right on. These are people, amen, that, that, that the writer here is saying, they, 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 they patiently inherited, amen, until they, 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 they fulfilled their promise. The things of God. They done what the Lord wanted them to do. They kept true to him. They stayed stable, amen. They wasn't slowful. And when you start reading about what they did is by faith, amen, it would make us sometimes say, like, you know, we need, to, we need to have a little faith walk every once in a while, a little faith act. Praise God. We walk by faith and not by sight, meaning that we don't know sometimes just how, what, how great our our purpose is, or maybe I should say how great our work is. You never know sometimes, amen, what really, amen, that God is doing through you, amen. Because when you talk to somebody about the Lord, I, I know I've talked to some people, uh, some, I think about maybe 40 years ago that came back and told me, amen, and I, I made mention of one of those, amen, a few weeks ago, or uh, that, uh, that told me that I, I never forgot what you said. I never forgot what you said. And uh, of course, he didn't come to church here, but he, uh, he did get the Holy Ghost. And he was in the charismatic, but, but praise God. I hope the Lord helps him to bring the light, amen, of the oneness of God, in Jesus' name, baptism. Amen. He's pastoring a church here in town. And uh, he, he says that I was the one that, when it helped him, even woke him up. Well, I, I heard somebody else say that. Said I put more people in the Baptist church than both and I, but in this, in this church. And I said, so have I. And I suppose you have too. But to, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You did. You, you did what you. You gave a witness, and prayed that the Lord would give them enlightenment. 
Amen. In, 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 in the future. Praise God. For when God promised to Abraham, amen, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. We talked about that last Wednesday night, saying, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. And for 25 years, that man lived on the promise of God, reminding him ever so often, Lord, uh, you, you, you said it was gonna have a child, but it, uh, and the uh, Lord said, I want you to just make that sacrifice. He told him how to make that sacrifice. We talked about that last Wednesday night. And then when God told Abraham, he said, when, I'm, when he swore, he swore by himself because he could swear by none greater than himself. He swore that he was going to fulfill the promises of, that he had made to Abraham. It's gonna happen, Abraham. I'm gonna tell you it's gonna happen. Praise God. But you just don't lose your faith in your journey. Amen. Praise the Lord. And my sense, don't lose your faith in your journey. You're on your way. Don't look to the side. Come on, brother. Amen. And I, uh, okay, let me just, I got a little piece of paper here somewhere that bothered me, I guess, a little bit, and I started looking up uh, some, what is idolatry? Now, we do know in the Old Testament, time, most of the time when, when God was talking about the children of Israel and the, and the people, they had, they had images that they stood before. And they, uh, they bowed to those images. But if you recognize the fact that's physical, amen. But in the New Testament, I'm gonna tell you something, there's a, there's a whole lot more idols around than we realize sometimes. Amen. I'm, I'm going to pause here for just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go on, but I'm going to pause. I want you to get First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 10. I don't think any of us have idols in our house, do we? First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 14. Amen. Let me back up to verse 13. There is no temptation taking you, but such is common unto men. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, to, to, able but with, with the temptation, always make a way of escape. Amen. That you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Okay. What is idolatry? Idolatry is a vanity of the mind, the scripture says. Amen. It's a vanity of the mind. New Testament. It's things that you put before you that becomes more important to you than God himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Dangers is going back Amen. In verse four through six or through eight, was they were going to go back to their. It was they were choosing the uh, offering sacrifices more than more than God. Amen. Acts chapter seventeen and verse twenty nine. Now, these are just a few verses. I I picked out a these three verses out of 25 that amen, the uh, computer was talking to me about. Amen, Acts chapter 17 in verse 29 has this to say, for as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stones, a graven even by art or man's devices. Amen. And the scripture says, in which uh, I know that we, <laughs> we're not gonna bow to this one, okay? Whose God is your belly. Yeah. Your, 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 your belly can be your God. Because its cravings can come before God in the things that may not be, uh, may not be wrong or they could be wrong. But when you choose your own 
your, you choose your own feelings and your, your, your own desires. Amen. It becomes, it becomes the one that you look to to please you. And the scripture says, your God can be your belly. Now, I'm gonna, I just want to give you, give you a different enlightenment, or a gift of your thought. Amen. I don't bow down to no gods. I don't, I don't have no gods before. Amen. You, you may, you may. Now these scriptures, Colossians chapter three and verse five Colossians 3 and 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are up on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, idolatry, or excuse me, inordinate affection, excuse me, and evil concupiscence and covetousness. What's the rest of that scripture? Anybody got the scripture? Which is idolatry, covetousness. You see something that you want. And it, it becomes such a driver and desire for you that you've, you, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. You're, you're not thinking about God. It's taking the place of God in your, in your mind and heart and desires. I, I want this. I want this. Amen. And, and Paul said to the Colossian church, amen, covetousness was a God to you. It was an idol to you. Now, is that making sense? Amen. He is saying that you can't put nothing before me. And there's more than one scripture that talks to us about gold and silver and these, these valuable treasures that people even look to as the answer to their problems. If I just had enough gold or silver or bank accounts, I guess, or whatever, whatever you feel like, Amen. That you, I don't have to trust in God for nothing because I can just trust in my own self. You're, 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 you're pulling an Eve on us. Amen. And so uh, that's what uh, here in Hebrews is what we're, we're dealing with with that tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. For as much as after that you are patiently, you endured to attain the promise for men verily, verse 16, swear by the, the greater an oath for confirming to them an end of the strife. Uh, it would basically means the end of all struggling and all doubting. And that's, if you want to go to the commentaries or wherever, it would say that our faith in God Amen, our faith in the Lord, amen. It's the end of all strugglings and, 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 and looking here and there for answers to our problems. You just look to the Lord. He is the answer. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you believe the, 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 the sacrifice that the Lord made and you know it, amen, when he, hallelujah, he comes through, it's the, it's the end of all things. God provides whatever we have need of. Amen. Praise God. It's the end of strife. Verse number 17, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutable ability of his counsel and confirmed it by an oath. Now, what the writer is talking about, he's talking about back, back at Abraham when God swore to Abraham. I'm gonna tell you, I, I swear to you, I'm going to fulfill your promises. It's in my own time. Okay, God is never going to, 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 uh, to go back on his promises. Whatever God's promised, you can put faith to believe it is going to happen. Amen. Now, Brother Harrelson was mentioning a while ago, amen, I don't know when the end of time is, but we all believe that it's gonna be pretty soon, right? Amen. Most of us do, okay. And the things that we're looking at in this world today, we recognize the fact that the Lord is just about to get tired of the way things are. As it was in the days of Noah, 
so it is now. Amen. The scripture says, in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, I said just so it is now. And that's just very truth. And I don't know, I don't know about this corolla, corona virus. Amen. It's just a it's just a cold with 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 no no cure for it, and it's enough to kill you. And they don't have an answer to it. They're just trying to stop it. Amen. So we have no we, we, we don't know what the future is, but it does kind of scare us. Or it scares me, okay. I don't know about you. Recognizing the fact that something could just move in and amen. And we, uh, we have no, we have no uh, answer for that except in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse number 18. Amen. That by two immutable things, and this is where we got to in our teaching, and so this is where I'm going to start really teaching tonight. Amen. By two immutable things, which it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. So those two immutable things that was impossible for God to lie. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11. Let's turn back there. Amen. And uh, read a few verses of scripture in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 and verse 20. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw this fig tree dried up by the roots. Now you you already know that it was the one that Jesus looked at and he was trying to get some fruit off of it and it didn't have any fruit, nothing but leaves, it says. And so he cursed the fig tree. And the next morning, when Jesus passed by, there was disciples and Peter called to him, remembering, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Wow. I mean, Something's happened here. You've cursed that fig tree and it's, it's, it's withered away. It's gone, whatever. And Jesus answered and said unto him, have faith in God. Yes, believe. You heard me say it. Right? You heard me what I said yesterday. And you're surprised that it happened? Have faith in God. Just believe that when I promise you something, it's going to happen. Just believe when I speak against something, it's going to happen. Just trust the Lord. When you read the Bible, you read those promises. I, 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 I don't know, Brother Harrelson may have... I, I, I remembered some years ago or sometime how many promises are in the Bible. It's just thousands of promises in the Bible. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line, someone said, and I am trusting the Lord divine. Every promise in the book is mine. God made promises to his human race and to you and I as Christians, and you can, you can rest assured that that promise is true, yea and amen, Hallelujah. And I noticed several times in the Bible where the Lord Jesus, amen, he was asked, amen, to, uh, to come and heal a child or, or, or do this, and Jesus just speak the word. And so they would, they would actually turn and go back home and said it happened. At what hour did, did this child get well? It was about the ninth hour, is that was the same hour that Jesus said it would. Amen. Praise God. Just have faith in the word of God. We've got to trust the Lord. We have no other to turn to. Amen. Warren Wisby, and I, I, do, I did make this statement. Warren Wisby, he said, not only gave Abraham this promise, 
Amen. But also he confirmed it by an oath. God swore to Abraham that he was going to fulfill what he promised him. Don't you just, uh, I, I told you I would, but I'm going I'm I'm to swear by myself that it's going to come to pass. Amen. Most all commentaries agree that these, this is the in, in two immutable words. Amen. In verse number 18. Amen. Things are written. Hallelujah. And, and you, can, you can mark it down when it's written down. Now, I, uh, I got in my notes here. It's, uh, I'm, I'm don't want to, I don't want, I just, just, just generation we live in. When, uh, when a person, when two people years ago would uh, say, okay, I'm going to sell this to you for a certain thing, or I will do this, and, and just uh, shake on that, it's a handshake. A handshake was all that was necessary to people to believe Amen. That the that the agreement was already made, but that's not true anymore. You can't write it right in the paper and go go. You can go get you a lawyer and have it all written down. And still, some people will, uh, if they don't want to be obedient to it. And I, I'm I'm going through a process of that right now. Uh, you you you've got to go to the courts to. To, to settle, the, settle the, the thing that was already agreed to, written down, vowed to, amen, and a lawyer drew it up, and that's it. No, no, it's not. They just feel like that they can get by with whatever. But the laws of God are yea and amen. Amen. But as far as God is concerned, it's just writ, writ, read it, believe it, amen, trust in it, and it's, going to, it's, and it's, it's true. Amen. It's going to happen. Amen. Just like the Lord said it was going to happen. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding again. I'm going to say that. All your ways acknowledge him and let him direct your path. Praise God. Hallelujah. We might have strong consolations who have fled to the refuge to lay hold upon the, amen, the hope that's set before us. Is, is, amen, but we can believe that God is all that we do need today. Praise God. Amen. This is verse number 18. Amen. I was had two papers stuck together there. The Greek word here for, for consolation, amen, is, is, a, is, is encouragement, great consolation, or might dwell in the strength of belief and believing what God said. Greek word here, and we talked about a little of this, is having strong paracletus, have a strong spiritual contact with God Jesus told his disciples in, in, in John chapter 14 that he was going away and he told them that he was, he was going to send the comforter may I just back up to John 14 read that to you John 14 and uh, beginning with verse 15 John 14 and 15 says if you love me keep my commandments I'm keeping mine. That's not there, but and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, Paracletus. Amen. And and Paul here says in in chapter eighteen, it is a it is strong consolation or a strong assurance. It's the spirit that. that you and I have that comforts us. I am comforted by what God has promised that he is going to keep his promise. Praise God. Are you? I believe what God has said he's going to take care of. Just trust in the Lord to believe that he is going to fulfill all that he has said. John chapter 25, 14 and 25. 
You just read that. Also, chapter 14, verse 25. These, therefore, have us spoken unto you, being present with you. But the paracletus, I guess I can pronounce that correctly, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus is telling the church people. He's telling the, the apostles that I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the spirit of, back to you. Amen. And it's going to teach you. It's going to lead you. It's going to protect you. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the paracletus. It's the consolation. It's the answer, amen, to the needs of the world today. Jesus is the answer to this world today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In verse number 19, it says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. The hope that we have, the promises of God. Amen. They are, they are the, they're the anchor. Amen. Hallelujah. They're more than just an anchor. Amen. They, amen. They are, they are assured, steadfast. In other words, unmovable. Praise God. Trust in God. Meaning Jesus took his own blood he entered into the holy place, the holy of holies of heaven. Amen. And it was there, praise God, that he offered himself, amen, his blood for the salvation of you and I. Trust it. Believe it. Don't be shook. Don't question, amen, from God's promises and his word, amen, are for as true as God himself. Amen. If you would read these few verses, few verses, just read them. Amen. In your, in your spare time to see, as God spoke to Abraham, and Abraham was questioning God, and He said, "I'm going to swear to you by the sacrifice." He swore by Himself, Abraham, I, I, I can't do nothing else but just swear to you by my own self. Amen. Just as true as I am, that's as true as I will do. Amen. And 19th chapter, it's, it's a consolation. It's that, it's that part of God that says, I'm going to stay with you to make sure, amen, that you uh, have faith in me. And, and, and let, me, let me just say this, and I think, that's, I think we all can recognize that that man's words, man's words, you can't really trust. You know, you, you can't really tr trust man's and his promises many times. I mean, you know what I mean? You just can't put your full trust in it. But when God says something, it's yea and amen. amen. It's to be trusted. It's a consolation. It's a firm foundation. It's going to be as God said. And, uh, and the Lord had just keep pounding into Abraham to make him believe. And uh, I, th this is me, okay, okay. This is me. I think, I think if I was God, I would probably say, Abraham, when you obey me, I'll obey, I'll, I'll fulfill a promise. And you know what? God promised Abraham his, his seed and Abraham waited 25 years to get it. You know why he waited 25 years to get his promise? This is me, okay? Because every time God would promise Abraham, he had told him to get, get away from his family. And so Abraham carried Lot with him. Lot went down to Egypt with him. Lot got him a wife down in Egypt. They came back to the promised land. Then they got in struggle, or his, his, the herdsmen did. They split, and Lot went down to Sodom. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I was reading today and just kind of going through some of my notes. And it was, you, know, you know, when 
Abraham, uh, when Abraham uh, came back, and we talked about that, when Abraham came back, he meant from the, the slaughter of the kings that took Lot captive. And he came back and, and uh, we'll get the next verse, it'll be this, that uh, Melchizedek, he met Melchizedek and paid tithes to him of all the spoil. And Lot came back to uh, Sodom and in my, own, in my own amusing mind, okay, in my own amusing mind, I, uh, I thought, you know, evidently, evidently since Abraham, amen, he uh, recovered the spoil and brought Lot back to uh, Sodom, that they made, they made Lot the governor or the, 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 the uh, mayor of Sodom. He sat in the gate, okay? That's where, the, that's, where the, that's where all the council goes on. And I thought, yeah, yeah, Abraham's, Abraham was so a, a hero. And when he brought all, everybody back to Sodom, uh, they said, man, Lot is, he's a little politics. Lot, man, he's his he, 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 he uncle. Amen. He's done saved all of our lives. And, and Lot, why don't you just become our mayor here and our leader of our, our town? Now, that's just like I say, that's, that's not Bible. But Lot got promoted up to the leadership of the city. And I said, well, it was because Abraham delivered all of them from the enemy. Amen. I don't know. I got it's good good an idea as anybody else can give up with. But that's not the end of the story. Because Sodom became so wicked that God had to come down to destroy it. And Abraham had to intercede. You know the story. And it was then that God told Abraham he and Sarah are going to have a son. Because Lot went that way. And now Abraham is, he is, he is fulfilled of the separation from his family. 25 years, Abraham did not fully separate from his family. In 25 years, he never got his promise. Amen. And so, you know, why I'm saying all that is, it's, you know, it's very possible that we're the cause of our own failures and not fulfilling what we promised God or God has told us to do. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse number 19. Amen. Verse 18, by these two immutable things, which is, was impossible for God to lie. Don't ever question God's promises. Are they real? Are they going to happen? Amen. We have, I have strong consolation, amen, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. I've set before you life and death. Amen. Praise God. Whichever one we want to choose, we can, we can choose eternal life with the Lord or we can choose not to. He set it before us. Amen. Praise God. Number 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast which entereth into that which is in, within the veil. Now, amen. What is that mean? Hebrews chapter five, verse six through 10. Hebrews five and six, uh, it says it like this. As he saith, also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse number 10, of whom we have many things to say and hard to utter. Amen. 
that are hard to praise God. Amen. Called a priest forever at the order of whom we have many things to say. Amen. And hard to be uttered, seeing that we are dull of hearing. Chapter 9 and verse 11 of Hebrews. Chapter 9 and verse number 11 through 15. Says this, but Christ being come a high priest, amen, of good things to come by the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not in this building, neither is the blood of the goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Now that is exactly what Paul was a saying here in chapter six in verse 19, that he meant the Lord, he meant he was a sure, steadfast, which he entered into the holy of holies within the veil. And that is referring to into heaven itself. Amen. Jesus, Jesus told his disciples, you know, amen, that he, he actually went into heaven to offer up his own blood on the, amen, to God, amen, for our salvation. And that's what, amen, not only does he spoke here in Hebrews chapter 6, 19, but chapter 9, amen, and, and, and verses uh, number 11 through 15 has this to say that he was, amen, he has gone, amen, to make intercession for you and I. Praise God. Took his own blood, amen, not with, not with the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of heifers, Amen. And that they sprinkle the uncleans, even to the sanctifying and the purifying of the flesh. But how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot unto God, amen, purge your conscience, amen, from dead works to serve the living God. For for this cause, he is a mediator of the New Testament, that by the means of his death, by the res- redemption of the transgressions that were under his first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of internal inheritance. Hallelujah. But what the writer was saying that the Lord Jesus is, he has purchased our salvation at Calvary. Amen. And you know, he carried that blood into the holy of holies of heaven itself to make intercession for you and I. Hebrews chapter nine and verse 23 through 28, somewhat the same thing. It, it was there necessary that the pattern of things in heaven should be purified with, with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than the bulls and the goats. Amen. So all the Old Testament sacrifices was a typology. He meant to recognize that one day the true sacrifice, the Lamb of God was going to take away the sins of the world. Amen. That's what chapter, verse 9 is saying here. Chapter 10. And I will, I will begin reading. I'll read verse 1 through 7 on that. You mean right now, chapter 10, verse one, for the law having shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the common there too perfect. For then, amen, would there not have need, amen, to be another sacrifice. Every sacrifice that Aaron and all the descendants and the high priest, all they offered, it could never take away the sins of the people. But it was only a type and a shadow. It says right here, a shadow of good things to come. Amen. Verse number four, for it was not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away the sins. Wherefore, when he cometh, amen, to the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings, I would not, but a body hast thou, amen, prepared for me. Praise God. So, what, what Paul was saying here in the, um, in the third, 19th verse of the sixth chapter, amen, he was referring to 
basically the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, entering into, amen, beyond the veil. In the, in the in verse number 20, says it like this, wherewith the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, amen, I want to I conclude with, with this, and, and, and that word that word right there is, if you, whether the forerunner, that is the only time that mentions of Jesus being the forerunner. Amen. Where the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, he was made, amen, a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And uh, next uh, not next month, but the following month, we will get into chapter seven and uh, talk about chapter seven is a, is, a, is a chapter of Melchizedek, Melchizedek. And when we get through with it, uh, I'm gonna tell you, I, I am not gonna convince you one way or the other because we don't have, I don't have no proof to do so. I can tell you what I think. I think that Melchizedek was a human being. Because it says this man, and, I, and that, that gives me some ideas. But uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna see that Jesus and, uh, and, the, and the writer was trying to tell us that Jesus, amen, uh, Melchizedek was a typology of, of Jesus. The full, Jesus was the fulfillment of Melchizedek, amen. And we'll, 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 not, we'll not fully understand it all, except just, I just believe, in the, and I can just, well, give you some ideas of what I think, amen. If a Christian wishes to, to make advances of his religious life, he must understand the great doctrines of the religion. He must understand the New Testament salvation. He must believe, amen, that, that Melchizedek was uh, a person that we have no, we, we'll talk about it, no, he had no beginning, no ending as far as genealogy is concerned. That's all, just genealogy. Jesus was, Jesus was in that typology because he, he took took the, uh, well, let me say it this way. He, there was a change in, in the, the priesthood. Aaron was the, uh, of the Levitical priesthood and every priest of Israel up until Jesus was, uh, was from the Levitical priesthood, Levite. But Jesus was, was of the Judah. And they said, well, Jesus cannot be the high priest. Jesus cannot be, but he said, here's, 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 the, here's the story. Here's the story. That there was a Melchizedek. And we don't have any, we know he was a priest. Abraham paid tithes to him. And you know, that, that argument is going to go on and on. Amen, in, in, in the scriptures. But, uh, but he was saying that Jesus is a priest forever after his order, but not after his uh, genealogy. As Jesus did not have a human father himself. Amen. And so uh, Melchizedek is just placed there. And why I'm saying all I'm, what I'm saying, and I'm going to conclude. Melchizedek is not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible except in, 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 in Philippians chapter uh, 14, or 100, Philippians, excuse me, Psalms chapter 110, and also in Genesis chapter 14. Amen. And these two, amen, is where Abraham met him, chapter 14, and then David referred to the order of Melchizedek. But uh, where he came from and where he went, we have no idea. We don't know his parents. We don't know anything about him. But he was a priest and king. 
of, of Jerusalem, Salem, which is Jerusalem. And I, why I'm saying he was a man is because if, it was a, if he was a theophany of God, he had had to have been around for years probably to have been there. And there's not a word, there's not a word about him except like saying those two places. Amen. So I, I can say if God was here for years, he didn't do a thing. Okay, this is, this is Patterson. And I'm jumping into first chapter seven. We'll, we'll, we'll just study chapter seven all the way through. Uh, and next, next month that we're, we're teaching and I hope that we can, sometime I, I, I've threatened to just, uh, well, well, we'll go through it real fast. I'm not gonna, not gonna slow down on that one because I, when, you, when you get through, you come up with no answers except typology. Okay, shall we stand? Amen. And like I say, if, you, if you're coming, trying to find answers uh, from me, I'm not gonna tell you assuredly except what I think, but I can't give you scripture for it. And if you go to the commentary, they're gonna, they're gonna spend an hour or two with you and they're not they going to tell you anything either because it's all just a speculation. It's all just, I think this, I think that. But they cannot ground it with truth, ground it with the word of God. Okay? I hope that makes half sense to us all. But uh, that's the way it is. It's, it's an argument. It's an argument that all the theologians, smartest people, Ain't none of them can have the same thoughts about it. But Lord, we trust in you. And God, what I just said while ago, every, every promise that you have made, everything, God, that you've promised, amen, they're true, they're yea and amen. And even people, we're like kind of Abraham sometimes. Abraham was questioning you because you didn't fulfill your promise to him. Yet, God, you swore by your own self to let him know it is going to happen like I told you because, Lord, you're always true to your word. And may somehow, God, today that we trust in you. I know we can't put our trust in man. I know we can't put our trust in a lot of things in this world. We can't put our trust in our governments. We don't know, amen, about a new president, God. We don't know what's gonna happen after that. We just have to trust in you and believe, God, that, Lord, you're soon to come after your church. And I pray, God, that we can do our job. We can fulfill the thing that we, God, amen, are supposed to be doing. I pray, Lord, today that every one of us feel like that we have fulfilled your will in our lives when you come. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Lord bless you. Praise God.